0: Don't at me, but I've assembled TV's smartest and funniest creatives, and together we might just solve or laugh at all of the nation's problems right after the music cue. I'd like to welcome two of my honest-to-God favorite people. I'm going to start with my favorite person, though, Marvin, so quiet. Trayvon. (laughs) (laughs) I'm super, I'm leaving. (laughs) I kid. All right. Trayvon Free is a comedy writer who has written the words for your favorite show's Full frontal with Samantha B. Any given Wednesday with Bill Simmons. The Daily Show. He has won multiple Emmys. I'm super over him already just reading this list of things he's done. Most recently, he's been working on two HBO series. The first one, Camping, with Lena Dunham. It's nice to get away and unplug. Guys, eyes on me! I am
1: the only certified lifeguard present, so please keep an eye this place is just so relaxing. Time to get our buns in gear for our fossil
0: hunt. She always has a plan, my caddy.
1: Today we have Birds of Prey watching. Woo!
0: The other is called Him and Her, which he is developing with Issa Rae. And he is writing on Seth Rogen's new show on Showtime Black Monday with Don Shuddle starring... Trayvon, what the, like, what are you doing? Like, Uh, why are you working so hard? You're making me and everyone look really bad. I have no, um, you know what? And what are you about to do? Where are you about to fly, Trayvon? Free?
2: <laughs> well, Tuesday, I'm flying off to of Tanzania to scout for a movie.
0: You are well <laughs> on your way, sir. And we also are joined by Marvin Lemus.
2: Ooh, thank you for saying it right. I really appreciate that.
0: Dude, I've been saying Lemus for a while, and you never corrected me. And I, I, think don't, that that I guess shade, I don't correct people as sweet, often as I should. But it's Lemus, man. And it's, it's Lemus, a, yeah. A, that's an amazing name. Anywho, you're a director, you're a writer, producer... I've known you for a while, but we, I guess, officially first worked together on the Dear White People movie campaign that mm-hmm. you uh, created, which went totally viral and was, like, one of the main reasons why people showed up to the theaters. so thanks for that.
1: I Yeah, oh, you're welcome.
0: <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, and most recently, you've been working with Macro on a web series called Hintified, which just fyi is amazing oh thank you and uh i think you're looking and thinking about what that might look like on a television someday
1: yeah it's uh you know we're working on it there's it's been a long process and we'll you know there'll be there'll be fun announcements at some point hopefully we can talk more about it
0: (laughs) well i'm on the edge of my seat to find out what happens next but first y'all what the fuck okay just to the two of y'all my general question is what the fuck marvin (laughs) Yeah, no, you're right. What the fuck? Yeah, Uh, between the homosexual Hondurans, okay, being stopped. Do you know? Have you heard this story? No. What? What do you mean? So there's this caravan of Hondurans, mostly gay LGBTQ youth, escaping, you know, torture and violence and all this kind of stuff, seeking asylum in the United States, which is like a legal process, by the way. A totally Mm -hmm. like not weird new thing. It's not a form of immigration. This is like a thing that you do. If you're seeking asylum in a country, you have to be in that country to in order to file for it and just en route to the country. Trump has been threatening to cut off all aid to Honduras, which is like 66 million they normally get. He's threatening all these like cutting off ties with Mexico if they don't do something about this problem. He's, and he's using it, of course, at his rallies during our, this precious midterm season to, you know, get racists excited, I guess. Meanwhile, gay Hondurans guys are out here in the streets because that apparently is the kind of country we live in. Thoughts?
1: <laughs> I think it's so. Ma- I, I'm so I'm so mad that I didn't even know that this story was happening I've been following you know all of the stuff that's been happening with the the, the babies getting torn away from their families oh I mean, that
0: old news that, that old news thing? I know
1: right but I'm like so after all of that it was just so it was too much and I feel like the last couple of months I've been super checked out just trying not to read too much because it's, it's it's a little it's too hard
0: you actually posted something about this and yes I was stalking you a little bit this morning <laughs> um, but you posted from someone named Tina Vasquez who is a immigrant Reporter, and she wrote, "I need y'all to understand that illegal entry is a misdemeanor. Misdemeanors are things like public mm-hmm. intoxication and petty theft. For a misdemeanor, the United States is taking children from migrant parents and disappearing them into the system with no plans for reunification. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're referring to? Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Kid's being, <laughs>
1: the being used as it's like you know, crazy scapegoat, and it's like to to be made the the enemy. Like I, it, the thing that's so crazy to me is like you know, the the excuse that." Trump and like just the alt right uses is this like they're trying to f- scare people into like being afraid of like all uh, MS 13 coming and like taking all your kids and like killing you and like mm-hmm. being in your streets. And it's like the people that are most affected by that are the people that are coming over this border trying to get away from that kind of violence. And it's just like I'm, I'd love to like sit, t- I had this idea for like, I was like, I want to sit down and interview all a, a bunch of like Republicans and I'm just so like, oh, so like how many of your family members did MS 13 kill? You know, because it's just, I'm like, you're not, it's like you're scared of it, but I'm like, that's not who's coming over the border. Who's coming over the border is people trying to flee this. Yeah. You know, trying to find some
0: sort of like safety. Well, what Mm. do we do? Because it's, they're doing this because it's working. I mean, it's rallying people.
2: I mean, America has always been comprised of white people afraid of other. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) 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 And so if you can just gin up any type of, if you can point them in the direction of any boogeyman, who doesn't look like them they're all for it and so you see him do it repeatedly with every group of people meanwhile the most dangerous thing in america is white men mm-hmm. like who's killing like, like yeah like it's a proven mm-hmm. very proven, cracked, yeah, like. e- easy thing to prove you look at you look around who's killing americans it's white dudes yeah and white we, angry dudes yeah we seem to be doing nothing they're the ones who should be getting stopped at the border or pushed over it because i mean the people coming over here they've statistically shown aren't hurting anybody Uh yeah they're not hurting anybody and it's just an easy way to be like hey how do we keep these people from uh coming into our country tell people that they're going to kill you Uh well it's
0: like my thing when is it going to be enough though because it's like you're right like they are again you know i feel like these people are becoming scapegoats frankly to win elections um but at the at the same time like the population in the United States is mostly going to be brown folks yeah. <laughs> like that's gonna be the majority I say brown folks because frankly I don't know what term is supposed to say at the moment <laughs> but you know what I mean brown folks from minorities all Minorities, or yeah no no minorities I don't know Latin are,
1: are we already the the majority or just POC or yes just people immigrants? of color
0: together are a majority if, if majority yeah. if you were gonna put us all together mm-hmm. but in a country like that, like Mm -hmm. made up the way ours is like this is obviously irresponsible because we all on the on this side of the border we all supposed to be living together so Mm -hmm. i don't know how that's supposed to go i've been talking to you about this for a little bit marvin but like where is the latinx like you know do the right thing when are those protest movies and songs and cult like where what's going on with that in america why isn't that I think a it's a part of this conversation. I, do you oh, think?
1: Yeah, I think it's because I mean, it, it, I think it's happening. It's coming. I think yeah. that the, there's like a, there's a lot of exciting filmmakers that are like really pushing and like kind of starting to break through the cracks, creating something that is at its core. I guess the thing is that. American, I think Hollywood for a long time. Anytime that we make or, or Hollywood likes to make Latino content or stories for us, mm-hmm. one they put us on one big box, and that's the 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 biggest issue because like you know m- Mexicans from California are completely different from Mexicans totally. in Texas, like yeah. or Mexican Americans specifically. Mm-hmm. And then whenever you make something, they're always like kind of geared towards Latin America. Whereas like I didn't leave this country, like I couldn't. My parents were undocumented. I couldn't. I didn't travel or you know take vacations in Mexico because my parents couldn't leave, mm-hmm. even though I was born here i didn't go anywhere outside of the country until i was like 23 you know so like i've been in this country i'm american through and through but i think hollywood for the longest time like kind of gears towards creating content like you could even see like there's a lot of shows that are like all in spanish it's supposed to be the new hot latinx show but it's like it's it's in i not no shade i love you know watching stuff in spanish but it's all really for latin american countries versus it being or feeling american you know and i think that That's one big part of it.
0: I feel like, I mean, I do feel like if something like this was happening to black folks, like, I mean, come on. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if there was some situation where black folks were being like kept at the border yeah. and kid, I don't know, people would have singles out. There would be like <laughs> oh, yeah. music tributes, takeovers, you know, <laughs> like it would be a whole fucking thing. And I feel like we, that has to happen uh, amongst the, the brown communities, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's gotta be, fr- I, I would be so frustrated if I was in that making a change. Cause you're right. There are people who are coming through doing amazing things, but
2: like. Damn, where so is, much has to happen. Where is y'all's what's going on? Where's that? I know, right? Well Where's I think that, that <laughs> they they have they well the thing is our biggest
1: artists are like, you know, the Mark Anthony's of the world. And, and yeah. uh people. They, yeah. And, people, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and oh, I mean man. like they're they're doing this the, the the thing, but I think it's a lot of like we're not like in the mainstream American culture, and yeah. so like it's it's there. Like you see, like plenty of people are coming out and showing up su- to support. Like you see, like the the one vida at a time. Like the writer comes yep. from yes. vida and uh, one Every, day at a time. Everybody really
0: participated up. in that.
1: Yeah, and it's like and it's beautiful. But I think like we're still like kind of at the like at we're taking these baby steps just to like kind of be able to break into the mainstream. Mm.
0: That's, how can get, that's how they get. That's how they they're getting y'all, man. It's messed up. But you yeah. know
2: you know what's the genius of of white people is you take corporate- Cranberry sauce. Because <laughs> yes. I love cranberry <laughs> sauce, but go ahead. You take, <laughs> you take corporate and, and political white men, it's usually all white men, mostly white men, and you look at the fact that through legislation and through corporate law, they created a situation where generations of white people were deprived of hope, right? Mm. And they live in these rural, poor towns now, like going through these crazy opioid epidemics Mm -hmm. that somehow matter now. Mm -hmm. Uh, When it was crack, it didn't matter. Yeah, and you you were going to jail. And then after they did that, somehow were able to disconnect the fact that white people did this to white people. Mm-hmm. Because the people yeah. they voted for, the people they put in office, passed laws and bills and created the scenario that deprived them of the very thing that was providing a life for them. Then you get to the point where someone like Trump comes along, another white man, and says to these white people, look at what they did to you. Mm-hmm. How to look, let's make this place great again. And it was like, you, it's like that meme of the two Spider-Mans pointing at each mm. other. It was like, you were the one. Your people did this to you, but they're so blind to it because when you deprive someone of hope, all they have left to operate from is fear. Yeah. So what do you do you're afraid you're going to lose your job you're going to lose your livelihood you're going to lose your country and when people are saying these people are the reason why you don't have money these people are the reason why you can't feed your family these people are the reason you uh you live in fear and you're like yeah because it's easier to believe that when Mm -hmm. all you have left is fear than to confront the fact that your very own people Mm -hmm. the very people that you the tribe you belong to put you in this position in the first place. Mm -hmm. Your jobs didn't leave because some black politician uh, voted to to send it overseas. Your jobs are gone because white men who take money from white CEOs of corporations took money from these people to create a space where you were deprived of life and they got rich
0: so can you talk to them like can you just like shoot them an email or like
2: because i just feel like like why is it possible for people not to know that this is why i constantly tell white people who do know or 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 know enough to talk to other white people they're always like what's the deal with like black on black violence and black this and black that i'm like why are you talking to your, like, the, the people will tweet me and go, you know, I just can't be around my relatives on, on the holidays or so this mm. or so that. I'm like, motherfucker, talk to them. Mm. Yeah. Tell them this, like, point them in the right direction. direction. Move the laser off of Latinos and Muslims and black people and put it on the people who are actually doing this to them. You're smart enough to know yeah. why your family's going through what they're going through. Tell them. Yeah.
1: Because it's like, we're, we're all fighting and like trying so hard in our work to like be able to put out that, that message and yeah. to like, able to empower our communities to be able to it you know there's the, the the white folks that are the allies or the ones that are on the cusp or in the middle somewhere to like be able to lean them towards us and become you know hopefully gain more allies in the like in the movement in the in the fight but i think the ones that are on the deep end of it mm-hmm. on the far end like they're not going to listen to us like i i feel I, you
0: know I, i've thought about this often too it's like i what do they go see? Like, you know what I mean? Like, if they if they if they hate Star Wars because I don't know women are in it or whatever the issue is now, yeah, and a black person, and a black person, <laughs> what what films are they going to go see? Mm-hmm. And. You know, should we all just, like, get together and, like, make one? (laughs) Like, a Trojan horse, like a Clint Eastwood movie that somehow, (laughs) you know, brings people around on this issue? I don't know. Like, should we make a cute romantic comedy in the Midwest? Like, what do we got to do? Like, who are these people? How does what what media is reaching them? Because clearly, <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> clearly our nothing, voices are not getting that nothing far. Nothing
2: off of Fox, apparently. Oh shit! I, I mean, they're probably just rewatching screenings of Birth of a Nation at this point. You know what? <laughs> they might be, but I have a feeling that
0: there is a, a media diet subculture there that is just like in all of our blind spots. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, like, like, it's
2: funny because like they they the Midwest or the Middle America people in the Middle America. Are some of the highest viewers of Modern Family, and they love Cam and Mitchell, two gay dudes. Mm. But like, if you probably talk to them generally about gay people, it probably wouldn't be that great, right? Mm. Right. And like, when you poll, like, there's still places in America today that still think there should be segregation. Like when yes, I'm like, I don't know why you guys still do these polls because we already know this stuff. But it's at the same time, it's like, yeah, good to know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I mean, television is pretty segregated. I can imma- right. I can imagine you can enjoy a whole suite of television shows <laughs> with all kinds of diverse faces in it and still believe that they should be separate because they are right. on TV and in movies. Um, I mean, it just sort of, I guess the reason I'm bringing this up is because it's a what do we do situation. I mean, especially with the midterm, like if you've been, if anybody cares to watch my Instagram habits, I just stop. I've stopped posting and tweeting mostly anything because I've been doing this till I was blue in the face. Every single time an election comes up, every single time that something happens, I feel like I'm just talking to people that I already know and that are already going to do what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Have y'all thought about what, because I don't know. So I just really want you to just give me the answer. Uh, What do we do as we approach this very important midterm?
2: I mean, I feel like at this point, all we have left to do is convince young people why it's important to vote. Oh, that's it. It's 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 weirdly one of those things that's so simple and it's one piece of a larger puzzle. But somehow young people have been convinced that it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you look at on top of that just the insane amount of voter suppression and people are like this is like this is too hard and I have like bills and a life and I don't have time for this. Mm -hmm. Like let's let somebody else do it. And so every year or every election you see only half the country votes literally like uh, 330 million people half the people decide Mm -hmm. like who should govern them. And Mm -hmm. so it's one of those tricky situations where how do you get young people to understand like the people who are making decisions for you are gonna be dead soon and you have to live with this shit. Yeah. And you think you're being cool and you're being like all like badass by being like, oh, no, I don't like voting, what? Like who, like who does that? And it's like, you motherfucker, you need to do it because eventually like... I think you posted the thing about the global warming thing in 2030. Uh, yeah, it was like that day is coming. Yeah, whether you like it or not, you'll be alive. Like, yeah, prob- maybe. Yeah. you may not be honestly, like, but and if you are alive, you won't be that old, and you're gonna have yeah. to be. You're gonna be stuck on a dying planet for 40 years yeah, if, if you you're, last that. If long. you're
0: 18, you will be 38 years old apparently when this calamity happens because um, up and
2: because we we gave up. We gave up the farm. We lost everything on the, on the progressive side. So there's a liter- we literally, and this is why Kavanaugh's in office, we literally have no recourse other than to vote. There's literally nothing we can do. Mm-hmm. We don't have any type of legislative assistance anywhere that could give us any lever of power back other than just showing up in mass and going... Not these people, mm-hmm. and then after that, the work can begin. But
0: and specifically, we need to show up in mass in very specific yeah, races, they're, yeah, they're, <laughs> very specific
2: places in the country that
0: we can actually win. Now, I mean, yeah. like there, are still, talk, you know, I'm from I mean, Houston, Texas, and I remember growing up never understanding because I grew up in Houston. I'm surrounded by progressive liberals, and better. all kinds of stuff. But like, I, you know, growing up, we never, I could never understand why am I surrounded by this group of people, but my state seems to be. <laughs> (laughs) controlled by that group of people Mm -hmm. and now folks in in texas can actually there there were choices that you can make that could potentially eventually sooner than later turn you know texas
2: blue yeah i mean Mm -hmm. it's crazy how close texas is to like really turning a corner and at the same time you think about the fact that as exhausting as this last two years have been it was only because of 40,000 people in a very specific yes. places. 40,000 people put us in this position Yes, in like three very specific places. And that can all change on a dime. And, and we have to
0: find them <laughs> one at a time and ask them why. No.
2: Yeah. I mean, <sighs> it, yeah, it's. That's it's, a
0: movie, though. That's the Clint Eastwood movie Trojan horse thing that we're doing. And that's also <laughs> the title of the movie. It's called Trojan Horse. It's called Clint Eastwood Movie Trojan Horse Thing by (laughs) us, and it involves that 40,000 people. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we'll be right back.
2: Thank you for listening to this KCRW podcast. In case you don't know us, KCRW is public radio in Los Angeles, bringing the best of NPR to Southern California. We're also known for our own brand of bold and innovative programming, evocative storytelling, taste-making music, and audio documentaries that are little movies for your ears. You can join our community to support this show and others, or make a one-time donation just to say thank you. Find out more at kcrw.com slash join.
0: So we only have a little bit of time left, and this is really important. Kanye West. Should we talk about him or not? <laughs> like, is it healthy at this point to even bring him up? Trayvon. I mean... <laughs> or Coon West, 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 as I believe, or Kanye West, as I believe you have called him. <laughs>
2: the crazy thing about Kanye is I I know enough people who know him who've collectively put a picture together that mm. he's really going through some, like, Mental stuff. We, that, I don't. I don't get that impression at all. Uh, <laughs> he seems totally fine. He seems very clear-headed. Rational. Um, <laughs> and, and that
0: last song he came out with is just filled with lyrical genius.
2: It's okay, <laughs> put it in the museum. Like put it in the Black <laughs> Smithsonian today. I don't know what's left to dissect about Kanye. I feel like at this point we just now sit back and watch the train wreck because we we tried to have the conversation when it first started when we were like everyone was like don't do this kanye like we don't want to stop like we don't want to give up our kanye yeah like we don't want to have to like throw you away and then he just doubled down and tripled down now it's like there's no excuse oh, you can yeah. make for Kanye. There's no. like no he's done enough. There's no excuse to the point where like we had to become like Taylor Swift supporters. But you know, <laughs> he's giving but in a way
0: though, he is giving everybody what they want. Because this is always how it ends with a black superstar that's that big. Like and, and there are exceptions, of course, but most stars that get that big, eccentric black. Music stars that mm-hmm. get that big always have this moment happen. It's about <laughs> it, it, it comes in different forms right. and it's about different things. But like we're as equally addicted to the downfall as we were sure. to the rest of it. You know, it's not like, yeah. oh, God, he's talking to Trump. Well, let's stop writing articles. Well, no, uh, let's <laughs> <laughs> write Triple is- the articles about him.
2: I think now we're at the point where we just don't pay attention to Kanye. So that way when he does come back, we mm. can just go back to listening and loving him like it never happened. Mm. I, when That's I'm what looking, you think people are doing, it's like compartmentalizing. Yeah, because like, when I see people's responses online, like at this point, like post him being in the Oval Office, people are like, I'm done with Kanye. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there's an overwhelming majority of people who are like, I'm done with Kanye. For now. For now. And because it's like, I can't stop listening to beautiful dark twisted fantasy, and mm. I can't stop listening to uh, Pablo. And like, you, there are people who can't stop
0: listening to Pablo, no shade, but some shade. <laughs> I'm sorry, in the over or whatever. Okay, <laughs> that's it's just not my favorite pa- of, all the, of Pablo, all the albums. I
2: liked Pablo a lot, yeah, was, I liked it. It wasn't the top of my Kanye uh, album, no, is, but... I can stop. I was, I was, I was very able to stop listening to it. Let's <laughs> put it that way, but yeah, like, it's <laughs> it's hard to when you have such a black, such an iconic black figure Mm -hmm. go the route of like, you have to know what you're doing, but it seems like he doesn't. And like being like, I mean, when you're in the Oval Office talking about bringing jobs back and your clothing and shoes are made in China, like you definitely have a disconnect between mm. what's happening. Yeah, and what while you're, you're doing. Y- yeah,
0: you're easy. yeah, you're using. I mean, the thing though is, it's not just a if it if it comes out that he in fact is bipolar, right? It's not just that though. No. It's not just he's not just out here crazy and he doesn't know what he's doing. Right. It's like there is like calculated shit going on with him. I mean, Jennifer Lewis, I think is is my favorite celebrity that's outspoken about it because her story is, I mean, just, it's hilarious. It's its devastating. <laughs> but she's still, she was Jennifer Lewis during that period, and she's Jennifer Lewis now. I mean, right. some of this is, not it just seems to be the same kind of narcissism that got Trump into power. I don't I know. I think
2: that's why they connect so well because there is an element of...
0: Genuine connection.
2: <laughs> yeah, like they see each other in each other, and there's definitely that part of him that I think Kanye is attracted to that he like when he keeps saying like this is my brother and he like we get like we have the same energy and it's like yeah on some level because you both are like famous narcissists like yeah but fundamentally i think you've misunderstood where that cutoff is Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you're supporting you're wearing a modern day clan hood walking around taking pictures and being a puppet of this like crazy racist misogynist regime that's Mm -hmm. taken over your country and you don't even see like you don't even get it and your family is too fucking stupid and too into fame and money to even stop you or to care
0: Yeah. yeah i mean i feel like Kanye and trump and several other black celebrities over the years whether they are actual narcissists or they are just sort of caught up in a moment i think there's a fun there's something fun and orienting about people like that who can just have these tornadoes around them where everything is in chaos, but they're cool. Right. They're in the middle, Under and they're the good. They're yeah. getting nothing but benefit from it. <laughs> they're getting attention. They're probably still selling records. They're getting elected to things. Like, yeah. you know, that
2: must feel so good that they don't give a fuck how it yeah. affects the it's, rest of it feels, us. It's probably like just a direct stream of dopamine all the time. It's like, gotta just, be. It's just like never not feeling good.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, it's just like he's in this, I mean, it's a, you're just in a little bubble where nobody tells you anything real.
0: Right? I guess so. Or honestly, were you, I feel like he is choosing at this point not to know anything real because he has now spoken on very specific things publicly, Mm -hmm. such as the 13th Amendment, that obviously, like, he (laughs) found out enough information to a point (laughs) and then just decided to stop reading. Yeah, like, I don't need to, like, I I got the headlines, yeah. (laughs) We need to bring jobs back to America while wearing China made Yeezys. I can't. Like, that's just, that's not just, I live in a bubble. (laughs) there have been choices made okay well so I'm not gonna I don't believe in canceling people but I also don't believe in subscribing you know to their insanity but I think if anything for me I'm still watching the whole Kanye fiasco because I want to know what happens to him right I, I really I really uh, want him to out of be, a place okay. of
1: love out of a or out I, of a out place of, of, a, of entertainment like
0: out of a, so for, you know everybody knows me I love me some Michael Jackson I love mm-hmm. the tragedy I love the triumph okay don't at me about Michael because you yeah. really that podcast will be a 14-parter okay <laughs> but he I mean he went through the same thing where like you know his downfall was just if not more profitable for media corporations than mm-hmm. his you know ascendance so it's it is interesting to me just on a fundamental racial, cultural level, what happens to our icons. Because Mm -hmm. I feel like black and brown folks, we need our icons more. They're not just entertainers to us, they're like, they lift us up, and they make us believe we can overcome, and all these other things. And so, their downfalls hit a little harder, I think what the fuck are y'all watching in the cinemas did we see first
2: man did we see stars born i saw stars born i saw that i i liked it a lot i could have shaved like 25 off of it okay
0: could have sh- had some notes yeah, <laughs> I had like, some notes and some bradley concerns would let me have a cut I okay i could have like mm-hmm. you know i think there's a lot of us that would like bradley to <laughs> let us have a cut i'm just kidding i was trying to make a bradley cooper is hot to a lot of people <laughs> um uh, that movie to me was like a gay fantasy yeah, yeah right. Yeah, because Bradley's all like furry and beardy and like, eh, damn it. Mumble Cory. So yeah. yeah, he's all mumble Cory. But really, it's all about fucking Lady Gaga right, right. who yeah. starts at a drag bar of right. all places
2: and like becomes more fabulous as yeah, the movie it goes along. with Lovey and Rose. I mean.
1: I, <laughs> I thought it was going to be super cheesy. And I was just like, that trailer was everything. And I was uh-huh. just like, I was like, okay, I'll go for this ride. And then I walked out. I couldn't stop thinking about it for like the rest of the Bitch, week.
2: It had me. Everybody yeah. in the theater was crazy. Right.
0: Why yeah. did you do that to me? First of all, that <laughs> single that I think we're supposed to hate yeah, in the it movie, be, Yeah,
2: it was you're supposed to hate it. It's listened, supposed to be bad on purpose. I have, have listened to that it. song. I have
0: listened to that motherfucking song. The, I don't know the, how. the button. Why, why the did G- you do that to me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when they just started dancing on SNL. <laughs>
2: SNL. I could not wait for that song to be over. Great. I walked right, perfectly bad. I walked
0: right out of that theater <laughs> and mean? downloaded that
2: song. I don't even have to because I
0: have Spotify. <laughs> right. Okay. I paid ninety nine cents or however much it was and <laughs> bought it, okay? Because I wanted, I wanted Lady Gaga and Diane Warren, who co wrote it, by the way. Oh my god! To get that, to get the to, two to be, cents. Yeah. My <laughs> <download>. <laughs> Show my appreciation. All right, before we wrap up, you know the show's called Don't At Me because this is where I like to have conversations that some might think are controversial because they're a little bit too nuanced for the social needs. Do you guys have any don't at me's today? Any things you need to get off your chest? Ooh, I uh, feel like Trayvon and I feel like both of you guys I mean, I, <laughs> constantly are getting things off your chest <laughs> on the internet. but Yeah, I, I do. Yeah.
2: I have like crossed the threshold where I'm like, look, I'm just going to fucking say it in a series of seven tweets because Twitter lets you do your thread before you send it now. Right, I have to right. Get it all out. Right. But I mean, I feel like my most recent don't at me is like... Wearing Yeezys, which which is like,
0: yeah, I love so many
2: pair of them, and I like one. They are the most comfortable shoe. <laughs> well, it's the Chinese and, labor that makes yeah. them so nice, and then, which brings <laughs> me to my so which brings me to my second point. The <laughs> people who are like, "Oh, you can't wear Yeezys because you're like supporting Kanye," and it's like, one, I'm I'm wearing shoes that I bought, but at the same time, like you have an iPhone. And who do you think made that iPhone? What type Ooh, of labor do you think? Kanye were, West. People were killing themselves. Oh, wait. People
0: were killing themselves.
2: At these iPhone factories. So you could fucking be able to, like, swipe what up. What if and, I have an Android phone and, and I don't want you to wear Yeezys?
0: How about that scenario, Trayvon?
2: Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure the same labor that went into nope, that Android No, mine was made phone. in Wisconsin. <laughs> it was not American-made. This is not an iPhone. But the larger, the larger, <laughs> the larger point is... So it's like, constant selective made, morality. If we dissected everything we wear and ingest and do every day, you could find probably five or six awful people connected or awful things connected to that, that thing. Oh, and if so, all of us
0: made conscious decisions about our consumer habits, we literally could just we, stop we, climate we could, change yes, today.
2: We wouldn't have anything. Forget easies. We're all, all like,
0: our own food. No, but yeah. we would just like, you know what? Let's all not eat beef for like a solid month and yeah. just see the ozone come back. Like right. we could do that if yeah. we wanted to. Uh, so
2: yeah, it's like, I'm a sneakerhead, and part of my selective morality is I'm choosing to, to support
0: to, Kanye West. To, <laughs> to everything and that in everything that he does and says. Got it. Marvin?
1: Uh, don't <laughs> at me, but Dia de los Muertos is not Halloween come through uh, let them know let the I guess I'll know. go with that because I at, saw
0: Coco so I know <laughs> <laughs>
1: alright I'm at Trader Joe's and they have all these like the calaveras with like you know some succulents in it and I mean this isn't that controversial I think like you know people Latinos they tend to to be pretty vocal about this but it's very <laughs> obnoxious this time of year uh, that <laughs> it's become such a thing like this is like our one holiday that's like not even like all mexicans really so i didn't grow up celebrating it but it's become like (laughs) one of our few mainstream things and people get it so confused it's not halloween it's not the same thing (laughs) you know and then like hollywood forever here every year there's this big huge uh dia de los muertos like festival and all the ofrendas and Uh people just like don't go to see that they're just walking all over graves and appropriate and then uh donate to races if that's gonna be the thing like just Mm -hmm. uh do do both Mm -hmm. right yeah you know That's what this time of year. That's what I would love to see a little more.
0: Don't at me, but I I am so over election coverage. Like, (laughs) all the headlines, like, you know... Guys, we might win the house. Guys, we probably won't win the house. Guys, that. we might win that. the house. Guys, we probably won't win the house. I'm fucking over it. Okay? Yeah. Like I'm so tired of news entertainment. Yeah. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of the Don Lemon rants. Okay? I have it's nothing exhausting. against Don Lemon personally, but like no one is accomplishing anything with these TV rants where someone supposedly gets slammed, <laughs> which by the way, I hate that, you know what fuck. I'm going to change my don't at me mid don't at me. <laughs> my biggest don't at me is when we use physical verbs to describe people saying things so and so slams someone rips apart eviscerate no they didn't they said something somewhere and,
2: then, you, <laughs> and
0: like, you want me to read about and it and a few thousand
2: people sh- shared it
0: yeah and you're making it so fucking dramatic because you need clicks and this is all about entertainment and we are so divorced from what's really happening that I think it's actually feeding into this despair right because we're worn out by the yeah. time it's, it, it's it's time to do something like civic duty should be boring right it should be boring the news should be kind of boring guys right. we should be able to deal with things just being boring and informative <laughs> occasionally
1: right that's the MAGA hat that I want is make politics
0: boring again right <laughs> like remember Remember when like it kind of didn't matter? Yeah. So, like, if you, if like, you missed the news for a
2: week, you didn't miss something. Yeah, like, yeah, it's, yeah. Like,
0: oh, it's like whatever. Republicans, Democrats, very close. You know, <laughs> no, not anymore. Now everything is like the world's gonna end. Right. And attention.
2: Also, don't add me oatmeal cookies are trash. What?
0: What? No, you're so, insane,
2: and oatmeal. you have not had a good oatmeal cookie. I I have I've had enough of them in my life to know oatmeal raisin cookies are trash. And no. No. Have what do you have against, what do you have against sweetness?
0: What do you have against sweetness and flavor and taste Um, and texture.
2: I don't want... I don't want my dessert to ever feel like it's trying to be healthy. You know what? I want to thank mm-hmm. my guests, Trayvon Free
0: <laughs> and Marvin moose for sitting down with me today. Our producers, Gina Delvac, Kara Yes, I'm actually going to cut this off. Our production engineers, Garrett Lang and Ray Gwarda. Special thanks to Vishnu Valabhaneni Chuck Privateri, Head of programming, Quint O'Toole. Chris Bowers created our theme song. This is Dode Abbey with Justin Simeon. Uh, this is an oatmeal cookie safe zone. <laughs> if you like the show you. if you <laughs> like the show or want to think peace me though please subscribe at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and leave a review I'd actually love to hear from you we will be back next week with another episode of Don't At Me from the one and only KCRW